This is the 10-Minute Take with host John Stackhouse, delivering up-to-date insights and perspectives from RBC's analysts and experts on financial and economic developments related to the COVID-19 crisis. It's Monday, July 6th, and I'm joined today by Tom Porcelli, Chief U.S. Economist at RBC Capital Markets, to discuss the latest U.S. jobs numbers and the positive stock market reaction and how those developments may be impacted by the start and stop of reopening measures in a large number of U.S. states. Tom, welcome back to the call. Thanks for having me. It's good to be with you. The U.S. added nearly 5 million jobs in June, and the unemployment rate declined to 11.1%. That's an extraordinarily negative number, but not as bad as it was. Can those numbers be sustained with so many major states, California, Texas, Florida, among them, dialing back reopening plans? You know, I think it's important to note that uh, over the last two months, um, we've gained back about 40% of the job losses. Um, so the, the, the sort of the recovery um, thus far uh, has, has happened at a much faster pace that, than, than really anyone uh, appreciated, particularly uh, early on in, in the COVID crisis. I think what we have to keep in mind is the scaling back of the reopenings is going to have an impact on that. Um, and so how, how, how do we arrive at that, at that idea? So there's some pretty good data out there. It's, it's called, uh, and it's from a company called Homebase. Homebase is a company that helps um, small business manage payrolls. Uh, and they started compiling data uh, on, on the labor backdrop um, for all the companies that they help uh, manage. And, and it's a rather robust sample. Uh, and what we saw within the Homebase data, which they provide this data on a daily basis, that there was a real acceleration in job gains uh, over, the, um, over the early part of, of June. Um, and uh, indeed, even as we started to get um, into the second half of June, we kept on seeing um, an acceleration in job gains. Uh, and so we actually felt pretty, pretty comfortable with, it, with the idea that, you know, you'll probably see even another good jobs report when the next one's reported. But over the last few days, um, you've really started to see some of these um, job categories really start to, if not plateau, some of them have even curled uh, over. Some of them have even rolled over. Um, that is a very troublesome uh, development. Did we gain enough jobs in, in, in the bulk of the second half of June to, um, to sort of mitigate any of what were seemingly uh, uh, um, uh, mounting job losses here? So July is a real question mark. Um, and I, 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 would not, uh, I would not want people to expect that you're going to continue to see, you know, sort of job numbers like we've seen in the last couple of months, uh, mostly because of uh, the scaling back of the reopening. Which parts of the economy concern you most? There's no one area. Um, I think we have to be concerned for the economy at large. Um, you know, this started out as uh, really as a sort of a service sector dominated uh, challenge. Uh, you know, and, and again, you can see that in the payroll data. Uh, a lot of the jobs that were lost were, were really centered in the service sector and specifically in, in some of the lower salaried uh, jobs in particular, leisure and hospitality. I mean, this was an area that was absolutely decimated um, early on. And again, thankfully, we're starting to see some, some job gains. But I, I've said this from the very beginning. This is a time-sensitive analysis. And the longer this goes on, the more damage you'll do structurally from a from an uh, an economy wide perspective. So what do I mean by that? If if we do start to see some real scaling back of reopenings, and let's be clear, it's happening now um, all across the states. It's not just that you know the um, the states that are seeing increased uh, increases in cases uh, are scaling back the reopening. Um, the longer that goes on, 
the greater the damage will be. The more you'll start to, con- the more you will continue to cut into the labor backdrop. Um, and then you start talking about more, you know, sort of you move from a blue collar um, uh, job losses to more white collar job losses. Uh, and, and that really sets us up for, uh, I think, a very challenging second half of the year. Again, let me be clear. I do think that the third quarter um, will look pretty, pretty solid. Um, but, you know, again, we're not gaining a lot of momentum right now. And that's, and that's troublesome. And that's, again, so from an economy-wide perspective, um, I think you have to just be broadly worried. I don't think there's any one sector at this point that's sort of really sort of leading the charge. Consumer spending will be critical. It accounts for more than two-thirds of the U.S. economy. Last month, it jumped 8% from uh, April, but consumer spending still is 11% below pre-pandemic levels. How do you expect consumer spending to respond to the reversal of uh, the reopenings? If you look at retail sales, core retail sales is now back to the level that prevailed prior to COVID-19. Um, so we saw quite a bit of momentum from a, a consumption perspective um, uh, in, in, over the course of the last month. A lot of that was on the back of job gains that we've just talked about. And uh, quite a bit of it was also on the back of stimulus. I mean, I, I think, you know, people have to keep in mind, um, we've, uh, in the United States, we've put a lot of stimulus in, in, into the pipeline. Um, so you were able to sort of gather some momentum. And indeed, if you look at the level of saving in the United States, I mean, this is, this is an astounding number. Right now, we are at a 22% savings rate in the United States. 22%. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's unheard of. That's unprecedented in the history of the United States um, by, by multiples. Um, and then when you think about it in terms of the actual level of savings, we are now eight and a half trillion with a T as in Tom, eight and a half trillion dollars above the level of saving that prevailed prior to COVID-19. Think about that number. I mean, it's an ast- that's almost, that's literally almost half of U.S. GDP. Um, so it's a, it's a remarkably high number. And the way to think about that then is this, this can represent either ammunition. If things really start to improve, um, it, it, it enables consumption um, to, to easily regain um, the, lost, uh, um, the, the lost level of output that prevailed prior to COVID-19, um, broad, broad consumer spending beyond just retail sales. Or two, it becomes a cushion. Um, if this goes on for much longer uh, and people really need to lean on it. When we talk about pent-up demand, that's a lot of pent-up demand. Uh, but until it's unleashed, the market seems to be expecting the Fed to uh, to keep uh, extending the bridge. Uh, it cut rates to near zero, bought trillions of dollars of bonds, rolled out nearly a dozen credit backstopping programs to boost the economy. Do you anticipate that sort of activity from the Fed to continue uh, until consumers are willing to uh, unlock that pent-up demand? And where would you expect it to focus stimulus efforts next? The Fed is going to remain aggressive. Fiscal authorities will remain aggressive. Um, we think that that will remain the case until we are well past, um, uh, um, uh, you know, sort of what we're enduring now from from a, um, a COVID-19 perspective. So, um, monetary the monetary uh, um, uh, policymakers' feet will will remain pressed against the the, the gas pedal uh, in terms of stimulus. I, I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, you know, it's it, it's very easy to make the case that you don't even have to really think about um, the Fed. Lifting 
lifting rates anytime soon. It's really easy to make the case the Fed will not scale back on any of the, the facilities that they put in place um, to help from a liquidity perspective. And I, I would say the same goes for the uh, fiscal authorities. You know, obviously there's a lot of discussion in D.C. right now about um, uh, unloading another uh, um, sizable stimulus program. I don't think there's any question that that is going to happen. Uh, the, the outstanding question uh, at, at this point is uh, um, what does it look like? Um, our sense is that it will continue to be geared toward um, consumers. You can see some infrastructure in there. Uh, you know, the reality is they were very generous. The fiscal authorities were very generous um, as it, uh, when it came to um, the, the consumer side of the stimulus, again, as the high savings rate that, that I mentioned a moment ago uh, is a testament to. Um, we, we don't think that they'll be quite as generous as they were um, in, in the last big plan, um, but there's almost no question uh, that they will continue to provide uh, stimulus for uh, those folks that are unemployed. And with all that's going on, markets have gained optimism. Uh, ended the quarter with the Dow. It was the best quarter uh, since 1987. NASDAQ finding new records and then going into the 4th of July weekend on an up note with the jobs numbers. Do you think markets have gotten ahead of themselves? I think that we may have gotten a bit ahead of ourselves. Now, that does not necessarily mean um, that you know we need to retest the lows, right? I mean, this was the, the, the big conversation that I think a lot of people were having um, uh, um, over the last several weeks. And indeed, I think some people are even sort of wondering that now. I think what we have to keep in mind is that we did chop off the left tail risk um, in a pretty dramatic way. I mean, again, as I mentioned earlier, think about sort of where we were just a month or two ago with regard to the narrative toward the economy. Um, you know, no one thought that was going to bounce back the way that it did, short of the virus, you know, sort of coming back in an incredibly aggressive way from here. And look, let me be clear. It's, it's not just about COVID-19. We have an election coming up in the United States. Um, and we have uh, a candidate who's talking about raising taxes very early on uh, in, in, in his presidency. So uh, I think that the election, again, speaking with investors, um, that is something that's becoming more and more uh, in focus as it relates to risk uh, for the coming year and thus for the equity market. So as Americans settle into summer, it will certainly not be a summer like any other. Tom, thanks for being on the call. Thanks so much. Good to speak with you. And that's our 10-minute take for today. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation, and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives.